It's planting season, and it's not too late to make sure your crops grow up fed and happy. Regardless of your spring crop, Fed and Happy offers a variety of worm-casting solutions in liquid and solid form to supercharge your soil, your yields, and your profitability. For fast, vibrant germination and seedling growth, mix your seed with Fed and Happy's screened granular castings pre-drilling. The Fed and Happy liquid seed treat and extracts offer the ideal mix of soluble solids loaded with living beneficial biology, mycorrhizal fungi, humates, and more. The Fed and Happy small spreadable castings are ideal for fast, easy soil incorporation. The large offer long-term stability and soil growth. But you don't have to figure this out on your own. Just call 833-GO-WORMS to speak with our farm team experts for a fast turnaround on a custom solution for your needs. Fare better against pests, disease, drought, and other potential hazards this season with Fed and Happy Worm Castings. Visit FedandHappy.com for a healthy harvest and any lawn, garden, and tree care needs. Available for pickup and on-farm delivery. That's F-E-D-N-Happy.com. Or call 833-GO-WORMS. Happy planting. Welcome. You're listening to Casually Baked, the podcast. Home base for the can of curious. Thanks for tuning in. It's high time. We had a high time. Together. Together. Yes, it's high time. We had a high time. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, your host and cannabis lifestyle guide. Today, I'm serving up a double dose of do it or don't, but do. We're pulling back the curtain on gondrepreneurship with Bassam Hanna, chairman and founding director of the cannabis holding company Trek Brands. Bassam is a pioneer in the cannabis industry, founding one of Canada's largest licensed producers, Terrascent, in 2014. As CEO, he brought Terrascent public through a $52.2 million placement. I'm telling you, there are nugs of wisdom in this casual chat about life and how you live it, and creativity and how you use it, and about building a cannabis business or any business really, that you're proud to share with the world. If you consider yourself an entrepreneur, or you've thought about getting into the cannabis business, this podcast is in your wheelhouse. So smoke them if you got them, and settle in. It's time to get casually baked. I got the bottle of wine, the high dollar kind. I got the West Coast smoke, but I better just... I mean, there's three sides glass. I did say, like, you know, preferably no glass empty rooms. Oh, when the ambulance goes by, it'll, it'll <laughs> yeah. like, or like the fire truck. Yeah, we'll, we'll hear that. <laughs> oh, my God. Speaking of, I stayed up a little bit late last night working on a project, and I'm, like, fighting to get myself out of bed, and the fire alarm goes off in this apartment that I'm staying in, in the oh Airbnb. Boy. Yeah. And it's so loud, and I'm just like, you're just completely it disoriented. It stop. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God. So, yeah, that's how my you. day started. That's a rough day. <laughs> it okay. is. I have, oh. I have two children, so it's like uh, it's like a 6 a.m. wake-up call. You're like, I have a fire drill every morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're great. It's a good fire drill. Yeah. Well, right after that, I get ready and I get here, and no one's expecting me. And I'm like, well, you know, meeting with Bassam. Right. And then they're like, oh, well, that's a two and it's 11. I was like, oh, shit. So, yeah, this international and it's International Podcast Day. So I'm like, I'm epically failing as I try to do an international podcast. No, today. we're going to crush this. Watch, we're going to crush this. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be the best podcast of all time. <laughs> well, I'm glad. So, Bassam, tell the listeners who you are and how you got into the Canadian cannabis business. My name is Bassam Hanna, and I got into the Canadian cannabis business by kind of by accident, kind of on purpose. I heard about medical cannabis when it was being legalized or when it was about to become medically legal in Canada in 2013. And then myself and my two partners, Michael Nashit and Vijay Sapani, we 
decided to start what is now called Terrasend. Um, it was first called Solus Health, and then Solus Health became our medical division, and Terrasend is is the parent company. Um, we grew the company together from 2014 to 2018. We we hired like the first hundred or so employees together, and then. Uh, we took the company public. We like hit a billion dollar valuation. It uh, it was a really cool ride and an amazing success story. Um, and then it got to a point where I I was the CEO of the company at the time, and I had I started the company when I was twenty eight years old. Yeah, and I'd like right. it, I'd like it, I'd used all the business knowledge that I had. <laughs> yeah, you're like okay, I've depleted my bucket yeah. of CEO knowledge. I'm just like guessing now. Yeah. So, so, but fortunately, a guy by the name well, fortunately, Mike, my partner and the chief offer, operating officer at the time was far more capable and suited for like I'm a really good startup guy. Mike is like the he's a beautiful operations mind and like he knows mm-hmm. how, he gets business like and, and he knows that stuff. Um, and he's been in that environment before. Um, so it just made natural sense for like, it's like, yo, Mike, it's your turn. Um, and Jason wild came in as our chairman and he's got like a, a wealth of knowledge and it just like, it, like it was like the perfect storm of great things happening. And so, and if you've got a great team, it really is. It's like being on the perfect relay because it's like you run your leg and then you just like pass the baton. And, And you know, uh, somebody told me this, they're like, uh, a great CEO knows when to leave. Yeah. Right. Because mm-hmm. then you're not you, you, you got to you got to know when it's time and you got to know that there's another thing. And like it's right. Yeah. And yeah, know and lean into your strengths and then mm-hmm. like, you know, walk away after that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've had 22 years of an MBA in how not to run a company. You yeah, know, school cause of it's hard like, knocks. Man. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's like real. I've worked for these founders and and you can see when it's time to make a shift or where the momentum's Absolutely. going someplace and the CEO is still pulling back. This mm-hmm. may not end well. Yeah. So timing was amazing. Uh, you know, I, I still consider TerraSend home. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm still a large shareholder. I, I believe in the vision. They've crushed it like uh, operationally since I've left. So uh, like it, it feels really good. After a year or like eight months of doing nothing, I got extremely bored and I'm, I'm like, totally. it's a, it's a waste. We learned what we learned in the first five years of cannabis, you know, people would kill for. So I decided I'm like, I'm not done. I want, I, I, I got to do something else. I'm, I'm a bit too young to, and I don't like being retired. Yeah. And good for you. Cause I, I really think, you know, that's. A, a fun and impressive place to find yourself where you're like, wow, uh, I, I, I just yeah. <laughs> freaking checked off all of these boxes. Like mm-hmm. I need to make a new list. Yeah, exactly. The making of the new list is a, it starts off as a negative process. Cause you're not, I wasn't ready to make a new list. I did. It all happened so quickly with the Terrasun story um, that it, it was just nice to take a step back. But when you're taking a step back and you're just like reeling from the, the experience that you just went through for the last five years, it was like, okay, knowing that I have this skill set now and knowing that I can, we were holding the reins when that company was being at, at that point in its life. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so you you're know, like, I know I can like do you this. You got a little bit of confidence yeah. in yourself now. So you're, so it's like, okay, well I did that one almost not by accident, but I wasn't even consider. I, I, I didn't know to consider the things that I know now. Right. Right. So you didn't like, know what you didn't know. So I'm like, with that knowledge, though, you know, what kind of person are you going to be? Mm-hmm. You have control now. Before, you used to do it kind of for the money, you know? And I went through a period where I was like, man, I hate money. And, like, it, I was, it was like a whole thing. But then you realize money's a tool. Money's a tool like everything else, but it just don't let it control you. Um, and I want money for the freedom that money, it will provide me. Money gives you a form of freedom in exchange for a form of paranoia i believe that i know enough people that have you sp- you either struggle free- to make money and you're dreaming about making money or you've made money and you're stressed about how to keep it yes like yeah. i don't care how rich you are or how poor you are you're somewhere along on that spectrum and it's like as long as you accept the fact that it doesn't matter which side of the equator you're on like it's grass is always greener buddy well and you know and i i jumped off that cliff already so i already know that i can be as equally happy with no money as I was with money. Cause I quit a six figure life, Mm -hmm. gave away all my shit and moved to Italy and made $12,000 the next year. 
but it's the human interactions that mm-hmm. like that's the anyways but to each their own some people but yeah so now I, I just show me the money that's where i am now that, yeah that's a, <laughs> really okay <laughs> yeah. uh and that's cool like everybody's got a like so i went the other way and i'm like it's scary how big corporations can get yes right? and, and I, I th- that's what i really want to talk with you okay. about today too Oh, really? Perfect. Perfect segue. Yeah. But it is scary how corporations, how big corporations can get. And when we were building TerraSend, I never realized that if you do hard work um, with a little bit of good timing and surrounding yourself with amazing people, you can build like, why not us? Why can't we be the number one company? You know, we were watching these people and build their infrastructure when nobody had any infrastructure. So it wasn't like we were watching what Canopy is now. It was like, no, we saw, you know, Tweed and Bedrocan and Metrum and, or, or whatever other ones they bought. But like we saw them individually and then they form together and then they get like a little bit bigger. And then it's just kind of like it gets to this thing. So I asked myself, if you're going to do it again, what's important? And I'm just like, well, if I'm going to do it again, I'm going for number one. Like I, I'm now very confident and probably a little too confident, but whatever I do, I want to be the best at. So I'm going for number one. And now, and now I have a bit of credibility and people will, people will come like, you know, they'll believe that I'm, what I'm saying, I'll I'll be able, I'll be able to execute on. Mm Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well, if I had, but I'm like, I don't want to do TerraSend style things, you know, become like this cannabis conglomerate. Right. You've been there, done that, something and, new. And I don't want to, I love TerraSend. Like I, I like, you know, yeah. I openly, I'm like, I have no desire to do anything that I want to, it's almost like I want to grow the pot as opposed to trying to eat somebody well, else's yeah, lunch. Well, yeah, and certainly because you, that you'd still be eating part of your own lunch. See what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, like, so there's no point in that. Uh, so I was like the next thing that's going to happen in my mind, and we're talking about January, 2018 brands, like everybody's infrastructure is coming online, but everybody's marketing department is an afterthought right now. Mm -hmm. And when we come in and it's not medical and we're not trying to go after the doctors and like, uh, you know, like in, in the medical stream, you're educating the people that prescribe because they need to feel comfortable yeah. that they can write the prescription. They know what it's used for, you know. And it's educating the bud tenders, the ones that are going to turn around and. Right. But also in rec, you get to, you get to create a brand. Like, well, wh- you do. Why, why right. are you buying my, in medical, it's all about like being the exact same. Almost. Yeah. But coming from California and being in your dispensaries here, mm-hmm. it still looks very medical if you will the shops look really great Mm -hmm. very sleek but because of the packaging design you know you literally are looking at you know less than a one inch square of branding on each of these so when I went in looking for a specific brand it was still like where's Waldo yeah yeah for sure and it's going to be like that it's meant to be like that but that's the fun. That's the challenge, right? Like when you, how do you get around that? Yes. And, and not get around it in like a nefarious way, but it's just like, how, how do, do you get you, creative? Th- there's a box of rules, play inside the box, but get creative. Exactly. So. I like your style. That's the way I am. Yeah. And that's why I'm here. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to yeah. my yeah. playground. So my first thing was I, I want to make a brand. And like I'm gonna give you like a deep history here. Most people don't even hear this much of the story. <laughs> because you can't advertise, I wanted to create a cannabis reality show about creating the brand. Okay. Right. So uh-huh. then you're you're not promoting, but if people want to tune in and watch you build this company, it, I think it's I think it's one of the coolest stories. I went through it once, and I was like we should have had cameras around us all the time. Like the way this thing happened. So I went to my two buddies who make uh, television shows. Mm-hmm. Um, Adrian Carter and Tom Mudd. Just give them a shout out, you know. Yeah. Well, we'll make sure. Yeah. We'll make sure to get on my reel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I always think like everybody in the world is going to listen to this podcast. I'm like, and I don't want Adrian and Tom to be like, how come you didn't call me out? It's a good thing you called them out. Yeah, I'm kind of a big deal. Crisis averted, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So 
I called them I'm like, Hey, this is what I want to do. And obviously they talked a little bit of sense into me because they're in the business and they're like, the odds of success on that are, are like, they're not there and you have to have a story. It can't just be you running a real business because that's not made for TV. You need, you need to add some pizzazz. Well, or Gary, you could do it Gary V style. Yeah. It, it, you know, where you're just in the cameras airport. Everywhere. Yeah, cameras yeah. everywhere all the time. Just upload immediately. But then it's like who's but then you're building around a person or character, right? As opposed to the brand. Right. So you're the brand build, becomes your personal the person. brand yeah. would then turn around and acknowledge this other brand's Right. So so that evolved into instead of me trying to build this from scratch, there's people that have brands already. Right. Right. And and those are the people that I truly want to work with. You know, I, I as much as I love the day to day of cannabis operations, th- this thing isn't going to get any bigger if we're just talking to ourselves. Right. Right. Like we got to go outside and talk to people that have influence and say, hey, this is what we're doing over here. And be like, what are your concerns? Why aren't you? Why aren't you on this side of the ship? Oh, you don't like cannabis? Cool. You know, or. Most of the time, it's not that, though. Most of the time, it's, uh, I'm scared or I don't have enough information or I'm not sure I want to do this because there's like a risk between me and my other businesses or right. whatever it is. But every once in a while, you get one that's cool, uh, like like cool with doing it. Mm-hmm. And so then, you say, okay, come on board. You know, like, let's try to work on something together. So that is a tangent that I went on, but <laughs> well, but so by you saying that, so you're saying like you just started going through your Rolodex and like handpicking people to maybe join a team or you do something, create together. some sort of a brand. I knew okay. it had to be in brands. Mm-hmm. And so with Adrian and Tom, we sat down and we did like a brainstorm session and we said, this brand can't even be for us. Women are so underrepresented and we need a brand for our wives. The whole idea was we, if I could get my wife to be cool with cannabis or find a way to have her consume it, that maybe she's not, she's not a huge fan of smoking. So that's, that's out the window for her. But you know, if it it was like a wine party for her and her girlfriends, if it felt like that, you would unlock a gigantic market. So we, we set out to start it knowing full well that we had to move out of its way immediately. We're just like, let's just get the, the embers, uh, you know, hot. Uh And then, but somebody that is qualified and most likely a woman. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Because yeah. you can't have a women's brand that's not run by a woman. I think that's bullshit. Well, but you know, it's funny that you say that because I get a lot of emails from male listeners that have some sort of question or are wanting counseling on how to talk to their wives about can we go and buy cannabis when we're in this state and bring it home? You know, will she try it with me? Like, you know, and guys trying to figure out how to have this conversation with the women in their life. So, you know, I, kudos to you for for noticing that. It's the little problems, right? Like Mm -hmm. my life day to day isn't going to get any better unless, and I know I'm not the only one, so I'm going to say this confidently, but there's, I can tell my wife is a little disappointed that I'm smoking weed when I do it. Like, cause she's, she's not used to it. Right. Like it's like, yeah. she, it's like, she's like, I get it and it's not a big deal, but I'm like deep down inside, like right now before I know she's cool. She's much cooler with, but I, but I know that feeling and that feeling alone is enough to just kind of turn the narrative and be like, okay, let's all just get smashed. You know? Right. Yeah. That, wa- that little bit alcohol. of a wall yeah. goes up because it's like, Oh yeah. yeah. Now I'm like, I'm in the doghouse for doing this thing, but I know I'm not going to get in trouble, but I feel it. I, so, yeah, and, and then you start like a, repressing. A thing. Yeah. You start like you, you don't, you're not sharing something that in moderation brings you some kind of joy because you feel guilty and like all this weirdness. Mm-hmm. So I was like, imagine we could fix that. Imagine all the women were like, oh yeah, we're like, it's like the new Rosé, right? Yeah, totally. So that was the idea. And so we came up with Blist and actually as we were doing all this, I had a friend who was in the cannabis industry named Trang Trin, who is now the CEO of Trek. At the time, uh, she was working at Deloitte as a consultant, and I knew she was really good. Yeah, I saw her. I met her at Hall of Flowers Mm -hmm. in the spring. Yeah. And we exchanged information. I was like, I'll be in Toronto soon. I I need to hang out with you. She has a lot more capacity than than she was probably given responsibility for at the time. Mm -hmm. And... You have to think back then, this whole idea of us creating these brands is a one-man thing or a three-man thing. So to get the first employee, that's like the hardest one. 
right? And it yeah. sets the tone for everybody else that comes into your business. So she took the biggest leap of faith, I always say, to get this thing started. And then she got hired and then she brought like a team of people. And now, but while we were doing that, I had, of all people, my I have a close friend who's a, a an incredible entrepreneur who owns, uh, amongst other things, a, a few barber shops. He was there, and he one of the clients that was in the chair was like um, they were, got to talking about cannabis, and he and he's like, oh my my company is trying to get into cannabis, and, and what's your company? Ink Entertainment. Ink is like a very big uh, nightlife and restaurant purveyor in. Canada, I'd argue the biggest. Okay. Uh, so, you know, they own some very marquee restaurants and clubs in the city um, and in Miami, and they have like an art gallery. And I'm doing them no justice with this pitch that I'm doing <laughs> as I sit in their office recording <laughs> I was the about podcast. To say, that's where we are right now. Yeah. They, they are like, I don't, they're so good at what they do that I can't describe it, but I love having them as a partner. But effectively, like, they were trying to, capitalize on their influence in the cannabis industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, it was, you know, what, what I was talking about before, like expanding the, the market, you know, we don't have guys like this that, that are in the cannabis industry right now. We have uh, um, like you know, corporate guys and operations guys and quality assurance guys. And but we don't have the, the nightlife guys and the restaurant guys here. Yeah. So I ended up meeting with the two founders uh like through a series of networks we end up myself meeting with uh with charles and danny and i tell them i'm like hey i'm trying to build this company it's not going to be a normal company at this point we're starting to flesh out more of the the idea Mm -hmm. so you know i met trang in call it october of 2018 i met charles and danny in december 2018 and in that time the business is starting to move really quickly it's like the it's the the genesis of the business is starting to happen. So we got Blist happening in its own little like microcosm over here. And then Charles is Charles and his team are working on something called Wink, where they have all of the branding and everything to to go with it, but they don't know how the cannabis back yeah, end works. Right. Exactly. Right? And I'm like, well, I know. And so my friend Roberto, um, he's like, well, I know Bassem and I can connect you guys. And so I met. Like because of a, a barbershop conversation, this mm-hmm. this company is formed. I love that. See, people, that's why I always say don't be afraid to talk about cannabis in your community. You have to, man. You have to. And also normalize it too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and it's a it's a growing industry. So, uh, you know, it, everybody else says like, oh, it's too late to get in. I'm like, we're in inning number two of nine. You right. Know? Like we're not... Just because the first inning's over, it doesn't mean the game's over. It's just like we're, we're... Well, and you know what? And so that's a good time to actually even talk about this because right now it really is at a time where anybody who has a shit ton of money mm-hmm. and a motivation to be in cannabis can build something and they can make... You know, Sometimes there's a you lot don't of, even need a shit ton of money. Well, <coughs> it helps. It, it, it I definitely mean, helps. Yeah, <laughs> right now it... Yeah, it's a very capital-intensive business. Yeah. And so, you know, you all of a sudden find this huge rotation of brands that are just, you know, coming in and being cranked through stores. And a lot of time it's crappy products because they are not worried about the quality of something they're putting out. They're just more focused on the sales and the brands and whatever. And so when you were putting your stuff together, like what were you thinking of? What was your quality conversation? Um, For Trek? For for this the yeah, current not, thing that yeah. I'm doing, mm-hmm. uh, because you to, have to have seen that too. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. So before we go into that, I'll just I'll wrap up so that Trek makes a little bit more sense. You know how we started off the conversation, um, and we were just talking about motivation, and you know, money motivated my last mm-hmm. huge life business venture. This one, I said, I don't, corporations are too, if this thing is going to be the number one brand in cannabis, then Mm -hmm. we're talking about, you know, something that's as big as Coca-Cola. And I know it's crazy to say that because we're. No, I don't think so. You know, like. This is a global industry we're building. This is a global industry that we're building, right? So if you got to believe it, you got to believe that somebody's going to do it, right? I've looked at myself in the mirror and said the same thing as you. Why not me? Why not us? Why not us? For real. And anybody that's listening, why not you? Yeah. Right. You just got to try and you got to know that we're trying too. so like, so like uh, yeah. you know, competition. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so if in my heart of hearts, what I really care about 
are my values and my values after like in that year of soul searching after Terrasen, uh, I just came up with trust, respect, equality, compassion. Uh, they're not my only values, but those are the ones I, I kind of feel like cornerstones to everything that matters in my life. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I said, that's got to be applied. So the business, we called it Trek, which is T-R-E-C, trust, respect, equality, compassion, because of that kind of philosophy. And we use that as our guiding principle. Money comes later, but our mission is we do good and we manage cannabis brands. We have to do, this is like my own plea to everybody, in whatever you do, you have to push and physically fight for good. You can't yes. just High say, five on that one. you yes. cannot just say that you're going to like, oh, I, you know, I care about the environment. Well then do something about it. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, and in whatever it is that you do, you can do something about it. So I'm like, I'm good at making these businesses and I seem to have a hot hand right now. So I'm going to, I'm going to roll. Look, I want, if this thing does become number one, what do I want to look like? Well, I want it to be, I want the values to be trust, respect, equality, compassion. I want our mission to be do good and manage cannabis brands. And there's a reason that do good is first. It has to be good before it's a cannabis brand. It has to make sense on a, we're not shitty people kind of way. And mm-hmm. then we'll crush the cannabis execution side. And then the other, the last thing was to practically do that, like, you know, to like put our money where our, where our mouth is. We donate 10% of all of our profits to charity and the consumers pick. We are just um, a conduit, like execu- if you will, for, yeah. executors of the estate, mm-hmm. right? But okay. like, you know, so like yeah. we accept all qualified charities and then it's just a, a vote day. So all of the charities and their subsequent influencers promote it, promote your charities and tell people to vote on this day. And however big the po- the pot is, it gets divided pro rata. Like it's it's not meant. So if somebody gets 5% of the votes, they get 5% of the money. Exactly. Awesome. Yeah. And so if you go back to the Coca-Cola example, so Coca-Cola makes like $45 billion a year and $25 billion a year in profit. $45 billion in revenue, $25 billion in profit. So you're talking about $2.5 billion a year and growing. Yeah. <laughs> like it's crazy. I know. That just makes it's, me it's smile. Crazy. It's crazy. Like, I'm great. like, that will change the world. Yeah. And if it doesn't, we tried. And I'm so comfortable trying my best and failing. Like, I, I don't care. But I know, I know when I'm trying my best. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's Trek. Yeah. And so everybody that comes in, all of our very amazing shareholders, we all kind of agree to these rules. And between ourselves, if you're a shareholder, you got to contribute more than just money. You know? So, yeah. So as we started doing this, when myself and Charles decided that we were going to bring Blist and Wink together and just put them under the umbrella track and then we could build more brands and really take a run at this thing. Mm-hmm. Other people started to look and listen. And then we found, we ended up getting all of the nightclub and restaurant owners in the city and, and more like kind of like across Canada, like in this with us, you know, like we support you guys. And yeah. I'm like, amazing. And I'm like, you guys got to feel good about this on some level. And I think it was a really good, like feel good story. We ended up raising $10 million in, in our founders round from crazy number of very amazing investors. And now we're rocking and rolling and Trang's got a team of fantastic executives and coworkers that help her run Trek. And through that, we put out products under Blist and Wink and there's new brands coming and, it's our interpretation of, of the cannabis story. Yeah. You know, in the States, you know, we have some of these cannabis companies choosing to be B Corps, you know, uh, oh, yeah. benefit corporations. Yeah. And that feels so good to yeah, know yeah. that you... B Corp certified. Yeah, it's that a, you're supporting That's people. in our shareholders agreement, actually, that we have to strive to become B Corp certified. It's nice. in our shareholders agreement. <laughs> I love that. I'm very Talk proud of cheap, that. Talk is cheap, people. Put it in writing. That's right. Well, and when you were saying, you know, just do it. My life motto is do it or don't, but yeah. do. Yeah. 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 Don't sit on the fence. Yeah. Just jump in the jump net or appear. don't. Or don't. Well, exactly. Yeah, don't sit on the edge. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, you know, you talked about these transformative causes and, and supporting organizations. Like how often does that happen? Is it once a year? Is it every quarter? Like how... How is that done? Honestly, we're, we're figuring it out. So what we've done is because it's 10% of profits, mm-hmm. it's our first year of operations. There's no way we're going to become profitable. We're close, but like, it's just. We, okay. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. So we've, but what we've said is we're just going to, we're going to donate some of like the equity that 
we've raised effectively because it's that important to us and mm-hmm. it's part of our mandate and we like walk the walk right yeah we're f- like figuring out how to tangibly distribute the money but yeah. the visions are that it would be an event in maybe q1 of the year where all the charities that want to qualify like so we advertise like, like hey if you want to take advantage of this pool of money mm-hmm. uh you know yeah be a part of this program everybody comes in and and then like well as long as you meet some like bare minimum qualifications so we know you're a good charity yeah. or but the reason we don't just say charities we say causes is because some things that deserve money aren't charities absolutely right like it's like if it's like the music department of some school yeah you know so what then that's what it is yeah you know? or that's a senior cool. living facility that needs a facelift yeah, maybe we won't do like CapEx stuff, but like if it really needed like... Well, I just I have a soft spot for old people and I hate how, you know, as yeah. they go into these old folks home, I'm like, can you just like spruce up the lighting and make it smell good in here and maybe like pump some nice music through it and just like One pay of, some attention to Oh them. man, I, I've, my other, my first love is real estate and it's something I do now as well or mm-hmm. I continue to do. And we're working on a couple of like retirement projects mm-hmm. and because there's a, there's a crazy need for that yeah. stuff. There's like class A, B and C retirement homes. I'm like, I don't want to build any class B and C. Like I know they're needed, but there's enough people building those. I want to build stuff that I want my parents to go to. Totally. Totally. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about, um, Blist first. Mm-hmm. So this is a brand that we've created that's female focused. Yes. And, you know, we are, by the time this airs, we will be in Canadian Cannabis 2.0. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So this will, this will air in November. And yeah, yeah, but so, Cannabis well, 2.0 is well, like no, a no, soft no. launch. So that's what I mean. Yeah. So now we've got, you know, fourth quarter basically for people to submit products mm-hmm. to then get approved to be on shelves probably in the beginning of I next year. I think Cannabis 2.0 will... People will start to see Cannabis 2.0 in March, April. Really? Properly, well, it'll it'll trickle out. Okay. But you well, so tell me what will be trickling out from Blist. Well, there's, I don't know if I have the authority to say this stuff. I don't, Do you like, need I don't to check your notes? To like, <laughs> like, oh, for this stuff? Yeah. Okay. Well, check your notes and check see if notes. see if you've been approved. Well, to, I know uh, it's like like vape pens and well, not vape pens are not like the. They're not as hot as they were before. Yeah, so no. you got problems. Buyer, yeah, there. we've got buyer beware. Like, and that's great education it's like too. Bombs. I love the bombs. Mm-hmm. But but you, here's the thing. Bliss isn't for me. No, I know it's not you for know? you. Like I, I understand that it's one of the brands that, that we have under our portfolio and and I can tell you what the goal of the brand is, but how that's communicated is left to far greater minds. And I mean communicated through messaging and through like their product distribution. Mm-hmm. You will find that I don't like to bullshit. If I don't know, I'll just tell you I don't know. Yeah. It's okay to not know everything. Yeah, it, <laughs> is, it is. It is. And you're like, listen, I'm just staying in my lane. Yeah. But, you want me to get in trouble here? But Blist is going to is going to participate in all the 100%. different. So okay. there, there's oils, there's oils that are launching imminently. Definitely by the time this launches, the, the oils will be out there. Um, is there blissed flower that's on the market or no, is so wing bliss will, Okay. Bliss will probably not do flower. Okay. Um, but then again, it might be like, what if the consumer says we like flower, you know, or we've tried all of these cool little gimmicky yeah. things, but you know, sometimes I just want to, like a uh, dry bud vape uh, CBD or I don't know. Yeah, whatever. well, and that a lot of the moms. They're um, all natural. And, and like, well, but they also, if they're going to smoke, a lot of times they just want to smoke CBD or high CBD, you know, super high CBD, low THC. Listen, I drop off my kids at school. Like my wife and I sh- like split it. So I, and I, when I get into the parking lot and I see the moms like drop off their kids and like, like suck out a vape pen. Oh I'm my like, God. <laughs> <laughs> feel you sister yeah. <laughs> yes yeah. oh it's so true it the, really is yeah and everybody does it kind of in secret so the the whole idea is, is that it would be unapologetic you mm-hmm. do you you know i know that's what it's about the beauty about trek as a business is that we don't own any of the cannabis that are under our brands we are curators of an experience we go see lots of lps right and we're like you know what this guy rolls the best. Just his rolling procedures are better than others, mm-hmm. you know? And, but these guys produce the best product or best flower. Um, these guys can get us into distributed into more locations because of their network. 
so then we get to like pick and choose the best experience for our consumers. And that's right. kind of, that is our job. Yes. And as a consumer here who's been trying to smoke joints since yeah. I don't have, you know, all of my paraphernalia, I've had a pretty bad experience until I smoked one of your joints before we got started. Oh, so tell me that. what the hell is going on with the joints in Canada. Are they all machine rolled? Mm-hmm. Well, no, not all of them, but... Well, I mean, I know yours weren't because that was the... I was like, whoa, this actually is burning and flowing evenly and like... I, I need to just defend my LP brethren that we, that everybody like harps on. We've been asked to stand up an industry in less than five years. You know, we are not getting everything right all the time. And some people get some things right, but you can't... How can you focus and get 100% on everything when you... It's like... Uh, it explodes all around you all the time. You can't sleep. You, every, you're, you're inundated with new, 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 new opportunities, new products, new competitors, new whatever. So sometimes things slip through the cracks. Mm-hmm. It's not anybody's mistake. And I hate when people bad talk any one particular company or another because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's like unless you're doing something maliciously, I know everybody's trying their best. I see it. I've been in their shoes. But – there's like cheats, you know, like now we can say, well, this rolling procedure for pre-rolls, like most people I think have cut, the reason people do machine roll versus hand pack is because it's, it's a, a very labor intensive process. Yes. I, and I've seen it in action in a manufacturing facility. Yeah. The issue is if you're going to spend, you know, 12 bucks yeah, they're typically on a more expensive. pre-roll, yeah, because, yeah, you know, you're, it's like, okay, I can either show up and buy a pipe or, mm-hmm. uh, or a grinder and my own papers yeah, yeah, and yeah, all yeah, the yeah. things or, you know, just give me three pre-rolls. Yeah, so, pre-roll. you know, you spend 40 bucks, Yeah, you walk out of the store and you have three pre-rolls and you take like two puffs off of it and it is just like this compact yeah. hash brick that you can't even suck through anymore yeah. and it's like completely wasted because you've now hold all of it's the not an enjoyable heat. So, experience. No. no and so and then you've just wasted a lot of money so i'm not picking on any of you i'm just saying as a as a canisaur looking to have a quality experience with a pre-roll i'm just saying the way you're doing it currently <laughs> is the, working the beauty about <laughs> about <laughs> yeah the beauty about this the capital markets is Consumers tell you what you want and you either figure it out or they will move on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and honestly, what I ended up doing was one of my friends had a one hitter and just then opening up the pre-roll and the last one, instead of rolling the dice again, just used it. And when it's pouring out, it literally looked like sand or silt. It was that fine. It had just like disintegrated into powder. Yeah. That's it. It. it, all of this is just yeah. Well, and I'm also. I don't think anybody's going to tell you they're in the best version of their company, or there aren't things that they wish that they could. Oh, improve, totally. You know, and yeah, and uh, one of the other reasons that I bring this of up, the industry, yeah, you know? is that I have told people on this podcast when they come to Canada, like you know, just go and grab a couple of pre rolls or whatever. Yeah. Now I'm just saying. I'm reconsidering that. I no, bought, you gotta I tell got, them which pre-roll yeah, to get. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, it, you know, the Wink pre-roll actually <laughs> they are hand-rolled, and I smoked it. It was, and it's it like was, a mid-range sativa buzz. It's a day buzz. It's meant to be smoked casually. Like mm-hmm. it'll, it's more of an uh, uplifting. It's definitely high. functional. You can yeah. be casually baked and be on holiday, and we're very casually baked right now, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, I appreciate what you're doing, but yeah, I just had to, had to say that because I ended up then yesterday going into the honey pot and mm-hmm. buying $6 on the cheapest. I, I was like, give me the cheapest grinder you sell. Oh no. Okay. And so they gave me a $6 grinder. I got a few grams of a couple of different flour and was like, I'll just do it my way again. Yeah. I get you. I yeah. get you. But we'll make, we'll, we're, we're going to improve your experience because Wink is a premium brand in a premium price point. This is meant to be... You know, if you're going to buy a bottle of vodka and take it to your buddy's house, like a two six of vodka or whatever, this is kind of like the equivalent of that. You go in, you buy this for less than 30 bucks and it's like it's on your way. And two half gram joints is going to be more than enough to like get passed around a few times. And like, 
do its job. Mm -hmm. And the brand is based around that. It's based around like entertainment and nightlife and, and, and just like being around each other and like purveyors of like art and culture. And it's, it's a, I have a lot of fun when I'm at wink, Mm -hmm. when I'm talking about and in doing wink activations, it is. What are some of the cool things that people might find a can of sore and you're visiting Toronto, like mm-hmm. what are some cool things that you're like, hey, you know, get casually baked and go oh, take do this. The, if it's or, in the summer, yeah. take the CN Tower walk. You okay. will lose your mind. They walk on the outside, like they tie a harness to your back and you walk on the outside of the CN Tower. That's wow. pretty, I, like if you did that, I would, I haven't done that, but I'm saying if you want to be adventurous, you could do that. That's cool. Okay. So what else? What other cool things are there to do in Toronto? That- I'm I'm a boring person. I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old. I go to children's birthday but, parties on the weekends. Oh my God. That's no, that's fine. But these, but you get to turn around and then go on right. vacation with your wife. And if you went to San Francisco, you wouldn't have to be dealing with that. We and just so- came back from San Francisco. Oh yeah. Like two last weekend. We did San Fran to LA. Okay. In, uh, like the PCH mm-hmm. highway one. And you guys have a beautiful, beautiful state. It is pretty amazing. And I have to get out the rest of this week and explore Toronto. You're so close so you to the water to, too. Yeah. So you have to tell me. Check out Center Island. It's like a great parky, you know, it's, it, I would say it's our equivalent to uh, Times Square. No, Central Park? Central Park. Okay. <laughs> Short term memory <laughs> loss, right? <laughs> oh, gosh. Because um, you know if Casually Bait comes back for the TV series... Mm-hmm. You could do one on like, the ferry. That would be a cool one. Um, any single one of the venues along King Street or if you want like a real... If you're here in the summer, there's not a lot of experiences like Cabana if you're down to like party. <laughs> okay. Is Cabana a festival? or Cabana is one of Inc. Entertainment's venues. It's like a day party. Oh, okay. It's a day party. It's really fun. Tiff, oh Tiff! If you come to Toronto, you should try to come for Tiff. That's like a that's the big thing. Tiff is the Toronto International Film Festival. Oh, okay, uh, all right. That just happened a couple weeks ago. Uh, you are asking like the wrong person. No, that's okay. We hey, I want Ask you me about cannabis, and I will. Well, like, that's I'll what talk I meant. That, well, off. I'm saying you tell me like when you're high mm-hmm. in this city, what do you like to do? What Nothing. What do you do when you're high? I'd like. Chill oh my, with my god! Like, well, today. Take um, walks. Yeah, today, I mean, I'm exploring. So, in you know, I'm a mile and a half from here. I could have gotten in a car mm-hmm. or I could have taken the subway. Yeah. But it was a beautiful day. So I got high and then I just walked and just like, you know, I'm looking around. I stop and take Yorkville's pictures. Yorkville's really cool. And- okay, Yorkville's a really good area to check out. Um, King West for nightlife is kind of where it's at okay. as of the time of this recording i don't okay. want to like date myself <laughs> <laughs> shit changes quickly yeah, shit changes quick in, in, in the entertainment industry um catch a jays game raptors game leafs game any one of our fantastic sports teams we are the champions the world champions of nba every year when the Warriors would win. I'm like, world champions. It's interesting. There's like nobody else in the world except one Canadian team. Like, I know. And so this year, I was really, you know, if we we're going to lose. We took it from all of America. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like. But we'll give it back next year. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, now it's truly an international trophy. It's true. And I can't wait till there's teams from non-North America. You know, like if there's like a, Ch- I think a Chinese team is real. Uh, an African team could be real. Not that, like, yeah, the logistics the and transportation country. costs would be a real bitch. They do games, they do one or two games, like preseason games a year. I know, but imagine if it was on full rotation. Oh, like, you yeah, know what I mean? That Just private jet life. <laughs> <laughs> NBA, if anybody can do it, it's the NBA. Yeah, the NBA can afford it, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> well, what do you think Cannabis 2.0 is going to look like in? Canada in general like what are you excited about seeing with this new chapter I'm really excited for edibles drinks like those those shots I I, I really like the, the CBD and the THC like, yeah. shot, like the Red Bull shots I'm totally into those. the drinkables I'm, I'm a big fan of those uh, although I don't think those are going to come out right away and even if they do it's going to take them a little bit of time to, to come together uh, vape pens are huge I know everybody's knocking vape pens but knock poorly manufactured vape pens but yeah. there's 
in Canada, it's much different than it is in the States in the sense that we have a federal regulation that blankets a lot. I know the compliance that these people have to go through. I've gone through it myself. It is most of us have GMP certified facilities and even the greenhouses that we grow in look like, you know, robot farms. Like, like it's, it's mm-hmm. the, this is a very high tech industry in Canada. So the scrutiny around what we can put and, and how it's processed and the testing that we have to do should give people a, a decent level of comfort. So I'm excited about that. Also, because I'm not a huge fan of smoking. I, I've been kind of forced to smoke because vape pens haven't come out yet. But I think I'll switch to vapes well, like, pretty and quickly. Just for microdosing. Yeah, I, I only really use vapes when I'm traveling. They make me cough a lot. And I think it's... Do you get the sneeze when you like take a big hit and you oh, sneeze? Oh, I sneeze. Well, and I'm a little bit allergic to cannabis in general. So I'll get a runny nose or sneeze just in oh, general. But yeah, I think it's just too much terpenes oh it's like too flavory mm-hmm. yeah and they got to perfect it i wouldn't mind seeing like a whole plant yeah like uh, a good whole plant i haven't had yet oh so chemistry is a brand that i really like chemistry. in california yeah. that's doing that nice so they're working with some of the emerald triangle farmers <clears throat> and so it truly is just the extract of that of the whole plant, plant. so oh, you've great. got just the natural terpene yeah. profile. But then you also got to like, it's also the device that it goes into, right? Because if it, if it's not burning at the right temperature, even if it's off by a degree, you're miss, you'll miss it. Yeah. Right. You need to listen to podcast 106. You'll appreciate that one with Dr. Monica Villalpando. Mm-hmm. I like the technical ones. Cause I'm like, I, I, yeah. I like cannabis. Like well, that, and so she was a formulation scientist um, who worked with nicotine. She's worked with cannabis in the EU and the U.S., and she helped us dial in what we know about the vapes and stuff. Now, one thing I wanted to ask you earlier when you were talking about choosing LPs that you work with, mm-hmm. I'm a sun-grown cannabis girl. I know that's not, you know, something that's completely feasible everywhere in Canada, <laughs> yeah. but do you choose and make sure you have sun-grown on the roster as well as the indoor-grown stuff? We will. Right now we have two SKUs out and we have eight in some different stage of launch. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will. And the beauty about the way our company works is we buy lots of cannabis. So if I like a good sun-grown lot, I'll buy it and it'll be, it'll be a limited run mm-hmm. under the brand. Right? But yeah. I don't but I don't need to commit to that because I can't guarantee the problem is, you know, that probably happened. It's like a harvest. Like you might get that three months of the year. Yeah, totally. So you can have that as like a fall special. Right. <laughs> and again, that, you know, when you're, you are a premium brand, you look at that, like you do the vintage on a wine or something. Mm-hmm. And so if you have yeah. a limited run, then you can yeah. get premium price for it. And, and and that's kind of the way that people I think are going to start to look at cannabis. Unfortunately, it is somewhat of a commodity. Like I think there's, you know, I got shout outs to OCS, but they've got a ranking system that goes good, better, best. That is kind of the range of where cannabis is. You either have like good weed, like middle class weed, or you have great weed. Great weed is probably going to be indoor grown, very manicured, you know, like it is it, small batch, all that stuff. Better is going to be probably like your, your hybrid greenhouses. And then, and then good is probably, it could be like a good outdoor product somewhere along that spectrum. But people are going to start getting used to the fact that, there's more than one amazing cannabis. Yeah. You know, like, it, like it, there's a, there's lots of it. It's yeah. like the top 20%. Yeah. Yeah. So we just try to pick and choose what that is. It and was a big in- part of that is listening to our consumers though. Yeah, totally. And, you know, and whenever you said, you know, good would be an outdoor. So is it just because the quality of the outdoor you get is just good and not best quality? Or because that's what people consider indoor better here than they do outdoor? Is that a I, cultural thing? That's what, all I'm wondering. Um, no, actually, that's a great question. I think it's more because that's what the the buyers for the whole distributors mm-hmm. want. Yeah. So they're kind of dictating what gets yeah. priced where. But there's more outdoor grown cannabis. I think it's just more on a on a availability thing too. Mm-hmm. There's there's less indoor small batch cannabis than there is greenhouse yeah. grown cannabis. And the micro licenses are just popping up too. So and those, next that's year that, that, that's that'll like curate that's like vintage, you know, mm-hmm. like you, then you get like yeah. uh you'll get celebrities making brands. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, is there anything that I didn't ask you. I mean, this was just a casual chat. This was chat, awesome. So oh, we this didn't, is the yeah. best podcast I've ever done. I don't know. I don't know if we accomplished anything, but it was amazing. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> you know, I just like to have a good chat with somebody who. Same, same. I'm good with that. And we did, we did talk about like quite a bit of stuff, just like very casually. See, I'm, I'm, I'm doing your. Uh, <laughs> You're folding the courts up all neatly. Yeah. Um, on if I could leave with a parting note, it's if and when one of our brands comes across any one of your consumers, because we will be coming into the U.S. You know, eventually, hopefully sooner rather than later. And anybody that's listening in Canada, the reasons to buy us it, because we're going to have good product. But it, but like I said, it, it's it's a bit of a commodity business. So if all you have is good product and those are the legs you stand on, then that's cool. But we want to take it to the next level. Buy us because we care about a few more things, and it's not like. Trust us when we tell you that I care about the fact that we make money and we do make money on the transactions that we do, but that's not what's guiding us. And it's not the overall objective of this company. It's just one of the objectives. Right on. I believe you. I'm looking at you and I believe you. Thanks. Thanks. I appreciate (laughs) it. We really mean it. (laughs) All right. Well, Bassam, thanks so much for hanging out. Thank you so much. Hanging out with Bassam, I could totally feel him embodying the core values of his company, Trek Brands. It's T-R-E-C, trust, respect, equality, and compassion. They built their core values into the name of their company. So whatever your dream, whatever you want to build, I hope you leave this conversation feeling inspired and empowered. And every time you look in the mirror, I want you to just put it out there. Why not me? And if you know and love a gondrepreneur that's in the weeds, I hope you'll share this episode of the podcast with them. By the way, I've got some great wellness episodes in the queue for you. We'll talk cannabis and chronic pain next week, and then a deeply personal discussion about wellness management during chemotherapy. Now, I can't promise you there won't be tears on that podcast, but it is certainly going to be powerful dialogue. I'm recording it this weekend with my sister-in-law, Dion. As always, contact me through casuallybaked.com to submit your can of curious questions or to learn more about showcasing your product or service on the podcast. Socialize with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. I'm at Casually Baked. Until next time, puff, puff, pass it on. We had a time together. Casually Baked, the podcast, was created, recorded, and produced by yours truly. Editing and sound design are in the capable hands of Arnav Gupta. The podcast theme music is by my highly talented friend, Seth Walker. If you aren't familiar with Seth's music, you can find High Time on his album, Gotta Get Back, wherever you're buying your music these days. I know he didn't create High Time for me, but it sure as shit sounds like he did, right? I hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey there, my name is Leah Babrudi, and I'm the founder and host of Canachicks Podcast, where I discuss cannabis, psychedelics, and other natural medicines. I not only interview people who use them as treatment for different conditions, but also the entrepreneurs who share their knowledge on how they built their businesses. If this sounds interesting to you, give my show a listen. I'm sure you'll learn something that'll surprise you.